0: The Holy Gospel according to John, the 8th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to your Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. On this Reformation Sunday, we celebrate the freedom that we have in faith. The very same freedom that the apostles claimed even when they were imprisoned for witnessing to all that Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day he was taken up to heaven. And the very same freedom that the Augustinian monk Martin Luther seized when he criticized the Catholic Church for false teaching and abuses of power. But dear Church, dear Church, please hear me when I say that this freedom is not the same freedom that Western culture and especially our American culture has embraced. The freedom we have through Jesus Christ is not unfettered and individual choice. It is not the freedom to construct and deliver explosives that can kill or maim regardless of how much you dislike a person, resent their power and position, or disagree with their political viewpoints. And it is not the freedom to violently act out against a group of people in their place of worship and murder men and women who believe differently about who God is. The freedom we have in faith is a freedom for the neighbor and the stranger. Yesterday afternoon, after a man killed 11 people and injured others, at Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh. These words were lifted up by colleagues. Goodness is stronger than evil, love. is stronger than evil, was written by Archbishop Desmond Tutu in 1995, when he was chairing the Truth and Reconciliation Commission that examined the atrocities committed by both pro- and anti-apartheid groups during the period of white minority rule in South Africa in the second half of the 20th century. Unlike Nelson Mandela, who was jailed for 27 years for his leadership in the African National Congress, Tutu lived and worked in Johannesburg throughout the 70s and 80s, advocating for change by building consensus in his community. Working from within the Anglican Church, first as the dean of the cathedral and then as bishop, he also worked in the secular world to address injustice. And in 1984, he was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for his achievements. Tutu's witness embodies the freedom we have in faith that is not self-centered or motivated by self-interest, but rooted in love for the neighbor and the stranger. But all too often, we exercise our freedom at the expense of others, and when we do that, we are not free at all, but captive to sin. In today's gospel, Jesus is telling the Jewish leaders about the freedom that is found in faith, when as if... Their ancestors had never fled Pharaoh's Egypt or wandered in the wilderness for 40 years or been exiled to Babylon and later persecuted by the Romans. They said, wait, we've never been slaves. We are descendants of Abraham. Comfortable and complacent now. Now. They had forgotten where their very own grandfathers and great-grandfathers came from and how their own ancestors suffered. They were oblivious to the weight of sin they carried and to the ways they remained bound and shackled. Jesus tries again, saying, Everyone who sins which, by the way, is all of us, is a slave to sin. And then he again names that freedom from sin that is the promise received through faith. The prayer of the day we said earlier in worship was inspired not by Desmond Tutu, but by another Anglican priest, a 17th century Archbishop of Canterbury, named William Loud. In in its words, we called on God, remembering that Jesus continues to free us from our sin. In the petitions, we asked for God's promised redemption, publicly and institutionally, in the capital C, Church, where it is corrupt, as in the decades of sexual misconduct by Catholic priests that was first covered up, and now is being addressed there and across denominations to ensure the safety of children and adults. We ask for God's promise redemption where there is error. On Saturday, the family of Matthew Shepard, the young gay man who was killed in Wyoming 20 years ago in a hate crime, was inurned at the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C., in a reversal of, again, the capital C church, Church's historic position, rejecting LGBTQ people. We asked for God's provision for the church and among its people, where it is in need not because we live in fear of what we do not have or cannot see, but because we trust that God will equip us for the ministry we are called into for this time and place. And we ask for God to unify the world where it is divided. As Bishop Elizabeth Eaton wrote last night, we are reminded that hate-filled violence knows no bounds, whether a Sikh temple in Oak Creek, Wisconsin, a Christian church in Charleston, South Carolina, or a Jewish synagogue in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, as people of faith we are bound together, not only in our mourning, but also in our response. Today, we respond by claiming the freedom in Christ to love neighbor and stranger. Many of you will remember Pastor D. List, who preached here in the summer. Her husband, Howard, one of the co-owners of Bicycles, attends Temple Beth-El in Charlotte with his father. And last night, I reached out to Howard and asked for his permission for us to write notes of encouragement to their congregation. So on our pews, you have notes like this. You have pens. I would ask that you write a note of encouragement if you just want to sign your name or sign Friends of with the church's name, which is printed there. That would be welcome. I'll gather these and get them to their rabbis this week. Thank you. Thank well. you. Now, in a tradition that reaches back through generations, may we ask for God's ever-reforming presence and power to accomplish what God has begun in us. Let us pray. Almighty God, through the death of your Son, you have destroyed sin and death. Through his resurrection, you have restored innocence and eternal life. We who are delivered from the power of the devil live in your kingdom. Give us grace that we may believe this with our whole heart. Enable us always to steadfastly praise and thank you in this faith. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.